everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where if I told you I was still full from Sunday night, would you believe me? Yeah, I think you would. Good morning, everybody, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, host of That's Life and head of social responsibility at Cross River. You can find me here every Thursday right after Allison and right before Yussie's live lunch. So since we last spoke, uh, there's been visiting days. There's been multiple visiting days for multiple camps. Yes, some camps did not bring back visiting day. Kudos to them. I will give them a shout out. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of adjustments. I'm going to go on like a 30 second rant and thank you for listening to my TED talk. And I love my kids camp. It has nothing to do with it. And I applaud all the camps who have made their decisions that are good for them. All that aside for a second. Okay. There are a lot of changes that happened in this world post post COVID, right? We've made adjustments. I'm not going to use the word pivot, but we've made decisions for ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. We got rid of visiting day. We got rid of visiting day. Why did we have to bring it back? <laughs> Somebody's going to have to prove to me one day that visiting day is good for kids. I could do a whole show on this. I think we could do a three hour jam in the AM on this. I think we could have psychologists and camp directors and head counselors of now and of yesteryear and we could all come on we could have campers myself included who cried every time their parents left etc etc like we could do all of this and i'm sure we'd come out with 30 different opinions on visiting day that's all i that's all i gotta say all i know is that if it hadn't come back I personally would not have cried. That's all I have to say. We're going to quickly do the, um, we're going to quickly do our fortune cookie and we're going to quickly go through the national holidays because I'm super excited about my interview and I want to get going. So today folks um, is, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not making this up. National holidays. It's presidential joke day. I don't, I don't, I don't even know where to lead with that, to go with that. Whatever, you can take it wherever you want. But yes, it is National Presidential Joke Day. Joke Day. Celebrate as you would. It's also National Align Your Teeth Day. So shout out to Dr. Andrew Siklik, who's the orthodontist that we choose to align our children's teeth. It's national it's actually also National Hip Hop Day. Don't know what to do with that. Not really a hip hop fan, but hey, you never know. Um, you should know that on Sunday, by the way, because I think that this is certainly relevant, Sunday is National Bagel Day. Yes. If that had happened on any other day, and I'm sure because it's the it's it's you know, it just goes with the date. It doesn't go with the day of the week. That bagel day could fall out on a day other than Sunday. Frankly, I would think that was wrong and it would have to be a nidcha. Let's do the fortune cookie quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, First fortune cookie after the three weeks. It's a lot of pressure on one cookie. Here we go. Find release from your cares. Have a good time. All right, that's a pretty good Nahamu message. That's pretty decent. I'll go with that. I will go with that. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And the shot heard around the world took place in June, at least the Jewish, the kosher culinary world, I mean, when the announcement was made about the reprint, the re-release of the kosher palette. Now, everyone has a copy of the kosher palette, and for good reason. I mean, I know mine is my copy and and that I've used it a million times because I don't have a cover anymore. I've taped back in pages, and not because of anything that, you know, the publisher did. It's just I've used it 
to death. And I'm excited to be joined this morning by both Susie Fishbein and Sandra Blank, co-editors of the Kosher Palette, to discuss this great opportunity for kosher cooks all around the world. Good morning, ladies. Hi, Miriam. How are you? I am good. Thank you both for joining me. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on the re-release. Susie, I'm going to start with you um, just because, you know, we're we're buds. And <laughs> I haven't spoken to you in so long. First of all, it's great to hear your voice. Good to hear you, too. And from, in this, from within this country. I know, right? It's no joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how we connect, right? And um, the, the exciting piece of this this reprint this re-release is number one the recognition that the book is getting in the first place right for the for the place that it holds in the canon of great kosher cookbooks absolutely and it deserves its mantle it was really i think the first of its kind not that it was the first good kosher cookbook but it was the first of its kind being modern, elegant, beautifully photographed recipes, you know, that were being cooked for the way people were wanting to cook, you know, as opposed to more historic or um, cultural, you know, or, or ethnic Jewish cookbooks. This one was really just what are we making for every single Shabbos? And that's exactly what it, it became. It became what, what page are we making for every single Shabbos. So true. And Sandra, just to bring you in, and I thank you for joining me. We've never actually been on the air together, so I appreciate you joining me this morning. Let's thank give, you. Let's Happy give, to be here. Thank you. Let's give a shout out to Art Scroll and the recognition that they should get for saying, you know what, there are a lot of really great kosher cookbooks out there. We're not minimizing them, and frankly, we print them all. But, <laughs> but let's take a moment to realize that this one needs to come back. Right. Absolutely. We give them so much credit, I think, and it really was their, you know, incredible vision and Susie's partnership with them that really, I think, made them so, you know, made them realize that this is really an important thing to bring back. And it really was like the groundbreaking cookbook of, of as Susie said, Kosher Cooks and, and credit to them for recognizing that void in the market. A hundred percent. Susie, how often, when the book first came out, how often did you hear um, either we've made your ex or we're all making the same recipes every single week? (laughs) Well, that was a for sure. (laughs) It was the only, it was really the only book in the market at the time. So it was a for sure. Um, But even funner was really the knockoff it gave to the school. Like they would walk in the Israeli day parade and people would shout, that's the cookbook school. Like it was, it really... You know, it, it 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 threw back the knockoffs back to the school, um, which was really, you know, which was really kind of fun. And this reprint and, yeah, is I mean, no exception, right? There's still a portion going back to Kushner. Um, yes, they will be making a royalty on this book. So uh, that, that's, you know, that's a really nice, that's a really, you know, obviously for any school, that's a, a really nice financial gift. Right. I, I mean, you guys are the gift that keeps on giving, it seems. Sandra I know that you're you're now um you're now a faculty member you're an administrator now at Kushner right so um no longer but I was I retired a few years ago and that was exciting for me you know I I I taught art in the school and that career kind of blossomed at the same time that kosher palette was was out there and it you know it was really rewarding as Susie said there's not a, a Jewish day school out there I think that can't use a project that it benefits from. 
And it was really exciting to see really tangibly how those dollars were helping at the school. And more than the dollars, you know, just the, the nachas and notoriety it brought to the school. And on, on a different level, I think Susie and I both felt having volunteered, I'm sure as we all have with so many school projects and school projects and community projects, this was something that was just joy and nachas. Like everybody involved loved the project and you know, it just became such a unifier within our immediate community and then the Jewish community at large, which was really exciting, both for the community and for the school. Susie? Yes, you sounded no, You sounded like you wanted to jump in there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know me too well. No, absolutely. I, I echo exactly that sentiment. And I, so I'm sure you know, that the buzz... You know, great, you know... Pure Nachos financially a success beyond wild imagination and, you know, something that became an everlasting, you know, part of the of the lore of the school. So I'm sure that there's a lot of good buzz then in the walls of Kushner about the, the re-release and the updates that are that are going to happen or that are that are being included in the new edition. I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of good buzz happening in the school. Uh, yeah, and it will certainly, it, you know, it will coincide with back to school. It's, it, you know, it's it's coming out September fifteenth. It's on a slow boat from China right now, but we are definitely on schedule. And Sandra and I um, were privy to advance copies to just see how gorgeous and the fact that it's a a, a a big, beautiful size and it's that very modern looking padded cover. It really does not make you feel like you're holding your mother's cookbook. It feels like it's a a modern cookbook. There was there was um. Uh, there was an issue, let's say, as we age, of, um, of noticing that we could no longer read the font in our cookbook. <laughs> and so the bigger pages have allowed for bigger font. But the book is the same. I, I don't want any misconceptions. There's not, there's not any new recipes. There's not any new photos. Um, but it's just, we, you know, we went through it. We pulled out, uh, we, we cut down sugar, changed, you know, a lot of margarine. I mean, we had margarine in everything. Times were different then. We knew things differently then. Um, so where margarine could be pulled out, like there was margarine in a soup recipe, which, you oh know, my. sign of those times. But, um, you know, things like that were changed, just small tweaks. And there was an, a, a nutritional page, just an insert in the beginning, just to kind of like remind people, like when things call for non-dairy creamer, here are some alternatives for for what you can do. But it's essentially the book of your childhood um, for the younger people. And, it's you know, we're hoping that people who grew up on this food are going to want these these recipes in their house for their children and um, for people our age, they're going to want the bigger font <laughs> and a clean copy, as you said. So there's really a reason for for every cook to want a new copy of this book. Amazing, Sandra, you want to say something? And there are and families that were that were that would fight, like as a Yerusha, like obviously a, a family had one copy and then had a bunch of kids, and people would fight over well whose kosher palette was it as you know the kids grew up and moved out to their own apartments or got married into their own homes and. It it was really an issue that was brought to my attention so often, like on my fan page or in public, you know, I would give cooking demos and people would say, you know, do you have a kosher paladin in anywhere? Where can I get my hands on one? They're on eBay for $200 because they were out of print for a significantly right. long time, over 10 years. So there were none to be had. There were none in the school. The school would get called all the time. Um, do they, do, you know, do they have, do they have? And the answer was no. So this is a unique opportunity that may not be around forever. Like there's a printing being done. It was 
is, you know, really a nice gesture on our school, a, a nice nod to a long relationship that we've had. But I don't want anyone to take for granted that this book is going to be a forever on the shelf. Mm. You know, they have to get their books now. This is when it's printed. Wow. Wow. Right. Sandra, you want to add something? I, I would just add, I mean, I, I just to echo what Susie said, 100%. It, it is the same book, but I think that's, that's the beauty of this. This is the cookbook that was so reliable that a generation, like my children are in their 20s and 30s, and their generation doesn't really have access to this book. And the beauty of this book was that it was good, you know, reliable, tested recipes that everybody, you knew if you made it, it came out the way you know, you, it was supposed to come out. And I think the nutritional page will also give a little more, I don't want to use the word comfort, but, you know, be a really positive addition to the book because this generation is cooking a little bit differently than we did 22 years ago when, when you know, when we did the book. And having a guide and a resource that they can kind of flip back to to say, okay, if I don't want to use this, like what's a good substitute both for the new cook and not the new cook, I think is a really nice addition. And the size, as you said, is amazing. It feels and looks just like a current beautiful book. Well, I got to tell you, the fact that there are no nutritional analyses after each recipe is actually a comfort because if I need to know what's (laughs) in the chocolate chip sticks, it's just going to be a problem. Um, You don't want to know. No, I don't. I don't. That's that's, that's an oil-based. That's an oil-based cookie. So you you, you picked on a a good example. Yeah, but it's like when I... Back in that day, like there, there were you know, just amazing recipes that have stood the test of time for that reason. Yeah, but it's like when I make peanut butter cookies and I tell people, don't worry, they're high in protein. Like, I don't want, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, I can only, I can only buy my lines so often. You're listening to That's Life. It's You're as good as a cliff bar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm joined by Susie Fishbein and Sandra Blanc, co-editors of Kosher Palette, and we're talking about the pre-order available through Art School art scroll for the re-release the reprinting on to be available september 15th of the kosher palette now Susie, i gotta ask you this question because you and i have talked so many times about other you know your other publications etc etc and i know that the, the the cover the spine of the cookbook was something that was paid attention to you know in the future for, for future decisions that you had to make and i think the funniest story you ever told me is that a recipe you know that people never made in the kosher palette was the farmer cheese loaf am i right because there was no picture no, in the original Kosher by Design, there was a recipe for goat cheese strudels, which oh. is an amazing recipe, but it took up an entire page and had no photo, which meant not a human being on this earth <laughs> has ever made that recipe. <laughs> and when I do it at shows, you know, I, sometimes people, you know, ask for it like off my menu at shows and people in the audience are like, oh my God, this is amazing. What book is that from? I'm like... The book that's sitting in your lap and it's been sitting in your kitchen for five years and you've never even stopped at the page. But I think the kosher palette sort of comes above that because there is no full page recipe. These are like simple, Ah, user friendly people. Like these are people opening up their own recipe boxes and sharing. There was nothing complicated or really intricate in the, so you're not going to, you're not going to come across that. There is no full page recipe with no photo. Um, there's shorter recipes, which does draw people's eye. Right. So that is not going to be an issue here. It's such a good point because now I've paid attention. Since you pointed it out, I have paid attention to the the numerous 
numerous. I mean, I mean, we could talk to my therapist about my obsession with cookbooks, right? So the numerous mm. cookbooks that I have and the, the the recipes that I quickly turn the page on because there's because they, they're laborious and they're they're going to take up way too much time and I don't know what they're supposed to look like. Basically, shout out to Adelengi who could give me more pictures if he tried. But it's just <laughs> you know I I don't get it. Like if you if you want me to try it. If you want it to be user friendly, if you want it to enter people's homes, don't you don't you want to help out the cook? Don't you want well, it's it? It's usually a financial decision, Mary, and that's not usually oh. an editorial decision. It's a financial decision. F- photos are incredibly expensive to to take and to include, which is why I was always so grateful that once we learned that lesson, which came right, you know, as Kosher by Design Entertains was out, and I started hearing those kind of things, I never did another book that did not have. A photo for every recipe, but that comes at a tremendous um, cost. So, you th- so you're that telling me I should cut them some slack. <laughs> cut, cut them some slack, correct. <laughs> so I, I know that you've both been asked a million times. It's so funny that I just learned that now. I should cut them some slack. Okay, 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 I will. Um, you've both been asked a million times what your favorite recipe is, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I get that. I'm not asking you to pick your favorites. And I love that in the Jewish Link article, you included the rosemary London broil. The, I, I can't tell you how many times I've made that. It's always a fan favorite, but I, I, I literally... I don't remember the last time I have finished a, we have had a breakfast and obviously we're on the heels of just having a breakfast on Sunday that we have not had the tomato tart out of this cookbook to the point, to the point that I have to make multiples and nobody cares about anything else being on the table. And before the fast starts, there's a, you made the tomato tart, right? Yes, I made the tomato tart. So besides, I don't, I, I'm not asking you what your favorites are, but is there one recipe that everyone in your family requests more than others? I guess, Sandra, I'll start with you. So, I mean, clearly the chocolate chip sticks, that's, that's <laughs> always like a go-to. Right. And the beauty of that recipe, first of all, I've seen it, and I'm sure Susie has, and you have a hundred times and a hundred different variations but i'm like that's the kosher pat that's the kosher the yeah i don't like when recipe. you guys don't get credit for it i will say that out <laughs> loud it really bothers me don't be putting it in a nine by 13 pan and passing it off on your own okay okay thank you <laughs> right, right. sorry so that, that's that is a family staple but you know i think as susie said that the beauty is like our family both of them like grew up on all these recipes and you know for that's my honey cake that i make every era of rosh hashanah that you know i I, that's my go-to honey cake and to your point of dairy meals the creme brulee french toast oh. nobody should read the recipe no. too closely although I'm no. sure they're good they're good substitutes why that's substitute there are no substitutes no. that is a special occasion dish leave Come it alone on. it's like exactly. fat-free Enjoy cheesecake why would you make a fat-free cheesecake leave it alone certain things need to exactly. stay put yeah right. Exactly. Susan, that's what about chocolate cake? Yeah. That's the Hershey's chocolate. That's amazing. That's always a staple. And to your point with the tomato tart, of course, that's one of my family's favorite. And I always keep the dough frozen in my, mm. like I always double or triple the dough when I make it so that I can just pull it out with the kids come home unexpectedly for a Sunday brunch and I'm good to go. That, that, by the way, that dough recipe is so fail safe. It's unbelievable. That yeah. dough is amazing. Susie, what about you? So it's funny that you bring up creme brulee French toast. There are definitely recipes there, like my mother-in-law's cheese noodle ring that I just made for this past break. Oh, I just too. I'm looking but, at it know, right now. That's, that's the page that's open right in front of me right now. You should just that's know. That's really funny. 
That's very funny. So that one has nostalgia value for me. Um, so right from there, obviously, I started working on my own series. And so my family, I never really got to go back, you know, mm. week after week after week to the same recipes because I was working on new things. But for my kids' breakfast and bed birthdays, um, inevitably, creme brulee French toast or for visiting day in camp, <sighs> that would be one of the recipes that my kids would say, Mom, can you please make that and bring that? So I would say that that may be... That and the rosemary ones and broil, I, I would say, are two that never really left my repertoire f- um, for long. So, but there are so many. I mean, I look through that book and it's like a walk down memory lane, um, you know, from old things. That tomato tart, but that was the more dector. And in my young days, before I, you know, worked on any cookbooks, I threw a ton of brunches. I don't know why that was my meal. Um, a ton of brunches, and that was always that was that that recipe was always on my brunch tables. Well, for good reason. And when I when I started the interview with mentioning or 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 noting that this book is part of the canon of great kosher cookbooks, I wasn't I really wasn't kidding. And I wasn't yeah, I, I wasn't exaggerating. This is this is totally tried and true. I mean, when I got married, this cookbook did not exist. And so we were all walking around with the, uh, shall we say, purple textbook of margarine usage. And um, and it had its place. Right. I'm not knocking it. It certainly had its place and it became a staple and it gave comfort to the kosher cook that listen, you're going to do this and you're going to be good and this food's going to taste good. But then came this book and it was like, you're going to do this and it's going to be better than you expected. You're going to do this and it's going to be easier and you're going to present better and your food is going to taste better and you're just going to want to do it more. How many people, Susie, came over to you and you're like, I didn't realize I could cook this way and it would be this easy? Right. It's true. That is true. One of my funny stories was a few years into my career, I was in a supermarket and a girl who I vaguely knew, um, she comes in with her cart. She bumps into my cart, like in an angry way. She's like, I have a bone to pick with you. Ugh. She said, you have taken all the mediocre cooks in my community and made them all think they're great cooks. She's like, it was my mantle. And she gets her cart and she goes away. Oh my God. <laughs> This is one of those Mika Amcha moments. I say it usually heavily sarcastically, but, you know, it's whatever, whatever. It's crazy. It's crazy. But did either one of you, I mean, did you realize how great it was when you were working on it? You had a feeling. But again, this this entire genre really didn't exist, right? You were you were you were trailblazers in this entire department. So did you did you think you were on to something, Sandra, or you just like you were hoping for the best? I think but neither of us ever thought it would go where it went. I mean, I think that far exceeded anybody, either of our wild or the school's wildest expectations. But certainly, I think, and in large part motivated by just the enthusiasm around this project, I think we it certainly felt like we were going down the right path, like mm. this was going to be something different, something that was embraced, something that people were looking forward to and looking for and really excited to have. So. Yes and no. I think definitely there was a feeling like, oh, this is going to be great and different. But no, I don't think either of us ever imagined, you know, the the huge success and, and door opening 
book it was going to be. Well, on behalf of all of those of us who absolutely love this book and can't wait to get the September 15th edition release, however way you want to put it, I I mean, we thank you. We really thank you. I can't imagine it was an easy process. I do hear from authors that every time they publish a book, it's like they give them birth to another child. So I, I can't imagine that it was at all without sweat, tears, aggravation, etc. But just know that two decades later, we can't wait for it to come back. Oh, that's yeah. great. And for the people that pre-ordered, they, w- they will get the first books that are shipped. Yeah, so Susie, how do people really pre-order? Idea. How do people order? The pre-orders have, have been solid. They can order at artscroll.com. Um, it's now listed on Amazon, although it's cheaper on Artscroll, but it is on Amazon and it is on, at artscroll.com. Amazing. And the, 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 the pre-order is available through September. I mean, how long does that go on? Because we got a month. Um, well, once the books hit, then it's all bets are off. And when wherever that, you know, they'll be in bookstores everywhere, all the Judaica stores, you know, all the bookstores, you know, all the regular channels that Artscroll always uses to distribute their books. Amazing. Amazing. Well, and they'll I... be available at the school, you know, oh. for, and, we're, and we're even thinking of different ideas of maybe parents in different communities that make up the school to take boxes into their community. So people at the last minute, oh, I'm going someplace for a Shabbos meal. I forgot to, you know, to, to, to pick up flowers or Trader Joe's great, you know, better idea as a cookbook. And there is a representative in my neighborhood that's selling them. So they will definitely be visible and available for, you know, until the books run out. It's also a great way, by the way, to utilize Kushner alumni who live in different communities who can be hundred percent. Yeah. Like ship them a book, ship them a box and they can be the go-to people in their community for access. So yeah, instead of yet another bottle of wine, you know, not that wine isn't great. We love Kedem, but not, you know, <laughs> get a copy of the, the new release. And it's such a better opportunity. And then the alumni are contributing back to their school because they're the facilitators. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. And they're excited. Like the feedback is in the school from alumni. They have an alumni page and they're excited. Like they, they remember growing up on this book. So it's, it's a double, double nice for them, double nachas. They get the book and it helps the school. Yep. A hundred percent. Well, kudos to you guys and kudos to Art Scroll. And I look forward to taking a selfie with my copy, which I am going to pre-order. Do not send me one. I am paying for a book. I want the proceeds to go exactly where they should. This is my absolute pleasure. And I thank you both for joining me. Continued Hatzlacha. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, pleasure is mine. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Again, you can go to artsgirl.com and pre-order your copy. It is certainly, my God, it is certainly long awaited and I can't wait to get mine and you should get yours. A full afternoon of programming continues right after That's Life, the live lunch hosted by Yussi's Y comes up in just a few moments. We actually saw Yussi at Experience Day in Hask, so a shout out to him. It was good to see him that day. And then we have uh, Throwback Thursday. We have a whole day of programming. The Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zomik begins at 7 p.m. Brought to you by our friends at Kedem tomorrow morning. Join Nakam as he hosts JM in the a.m. at 6 a.m. Joined by Malcolm Holmline at 7.40 a.m. Don't want to miss that. Certainly been a rather, shall we say, eventful week. Saturday Night, Saturday Night Seagull hosted by Avrami Matze Shabbos, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Matis, I, I, I know I'm, I sort of joke about it every week, but it's absolutely unbelievable. His streak is unbelievable. 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Join Matis for JM Sunday. Well, it is Shabbos Nachamu, everybody, and I would be remiss if I didn't 
give a throwback Thursday moment for uh, to Safam. First of all, I mean, it was just it was just it was just visiting day at Marasha. That's where I learned this song. That's where I became obsessed with Safam. Shout out to Sandy Sudberg. So how could I not close today's show with Safam's Nahamu? That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Oh, my.